0: Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos, I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world, and this is our podcast.
1: Coffee with the Sarlos is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love.
0: Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your belief systems, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Karen, before we get into today's show, let's start things off with show notes.
1: Yes, Kelly and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session. Through our website, bisarlow.com, or email us at infobysarlow.com. At
0: we also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world.
1: We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show in every series is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The remaining four shows can be found at patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo.
0: Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There is a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions, As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here, along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for the patrons in our top tier, we're giving away a free half-hour channeling session with one of us every month. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now, on to today's show. Lady, I am so goddamn excited for today's podcast. (laughs) You have no idea. Uh, maybe you have a, a slight idea. I'm not sure. I Listeners, if you saw the trailer, you've got a slight idea of how intense today is going to be. Mm. This is a one-of-a-kind testimonial podcast. You know, we've had really excellent guests on the show before, like Karen Barnes and Carmen Theobald, to talk about sessions they've had with you and how it's helped their horses. But never have we had someone on the show who gave... A face-to-face testimonial about your medical intuitive expertise and how it saved their own life. Mm-hmm. I cannot say enough about today's guest. Her name is Dee, Dee. She has given us permission to share her her real first name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've gone ahead and done that. Um, we're reserving the right to uh, kind of bleep out her location. But this, this is a podcast all about her journey with you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Her journey of healing. Um, Yeah. I'm pretty excited about today's show too.
0: I bet. And I know that there's this big piece of you that's hearing it again for the first time.
1: A hundred percent. That's why I'm looking forward to listening to it. You should. I remember listening to it with her and being um, surprised.
0: Yeah. So just, you know, so listeners understand you guys did a Zoom interview together. Mm -hmm. So the session was done via long distance, obviously. We've closed our doors to the public permanently. So everything is distance.
1: We did our sessions by telephone.
0: Oh, pardon me. I understand that. But I'm saying that you did a Zoom session together right. to actually discuss after the session about what happened. So, you know, and you were asking her, are you comfortable to actually speak on our show? And she didn't hesitate.
1: No, she didn't. Not, not one bit. And she checked in with her family to make sure that there was support. And then she just, um, she was an amazing speaker.
0: Hmm. And and I'm excited for guests to hear now. Most of you, you know, if you're used to watching our show, you've already learned at this point that this is actually just audio. We this is it's been a while since we've done something like this. Mm-hmm. You know, we did this back when I think we lost camera footage for one show last year, but we haven't done it since. Um, and the reason we did this is because Dee, Dee did not consent to having her face on our show, mm-hmm. and so much of today's episode is actually just going to be her talking. So we didn't want to you know, put this up on YouTube and create long passages of time where it was just our logo for everyone. So today's show is actually going to be a lot of back and forth between us sort of introducing the clips that she has provided us, Mm -hmm. which again, I'm just, I'm so thrilled about. So is there anything you want to say before we sort of dive right into the show?
1: No. Okay.
0: Um, Okay. So then I'll, I'll sort of introduce this. The first thing that she's talking about or the first kind of question that you posed was how her search... How she went about her search, let's say, mm-hmm. for a medical intuitive. So we'll let Dee, we'll let you walk right into the clip here.
2: So um, my search for a medical intuitive began three years ago. And uh, the, the search was very complicated and complex for me because pricing was always astronomical. And I, I didn't always know if I was going to get a good reading. So I was just researching and researching and that started three years ago. And I never settled in with anyone in particular, because I always believed that you need to feel a connection to the person that you're going to be working with, especially with something as sensitive and as fragile as people's health. And my health at the time was beginning to take a very serious downward spiral and medical doctors were baffled and didn't know what to do with me. And so that is how I began my search to find you was three years ago. Um, I came upon you uh, in January and started doing the same amount of research that I would do on anyone. And what I was coming up with was just a lot of really positive feedback, a lot of evidence-based feedback as well. And I thought, so I think it was end of January, beginning of February, I thought I'm gonna reach out. Um, I was having a little trouble um, navigating the, the website. So I sent you an email and I remember thinking to myself, well, you know, it's probably like a robot at the other end. I'm not sure if, if anyone is actually going to be able to get back to me. And within 10 minutes, Karen, you emailed me and said, hey, why don't you give me a call? I know you've got some questions. So I I called you um, and I know that you were sensing my hesitation and my hesitation was only because it had been three years of searching and I was not sure, especially because over the past year, my uh, medical conditions have uh, increased significantly. So there wasn't just that sense of fragility in me, but also vulnerability and you immediately made me feel very comfortable. Um, you gave me I think it was between a 20 and 30 minute kind of consultation uh, letting me know what to expect in session, uh, letting me know sort of what you do and and the the comfort level was so, um, palpable it was so um intense for me that i just booked with you right away and i said how soon can we how soon can we do this and it was the first time i started to feel like i was going to be able to have direction and a different set of answers for what i was looking for and that is how i came to find you
0: um i this was one of my favorite things to listen back because as as everyone knows i'm i'm doing the editing for the show When Dee said that you made a connection with her in 10 minutes Mm. and you weren't a robot, I I laughed out loud at that part, but understood what she (laughs) was kind of anticipating. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, I heard it and I thought, that's mom. Mm. That's mom. That's our business. That is, Mm -hmm. you know, we're fortunate that we are, this is going to sound really weird, but we're we're at the point in our business where we're not so big that we can't answer our own phones. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not so big that we can't get back to people within 24 hours. It's a completely realistic expectation for us to do that, and it's Mm -hmm. something we make a big effort to do. And it was so evident in the way she spoke about how much that means to clients. Mm. And not necessarily just if they're on the fence about coming to see us, but just, like she said, about making a connection Mm -hmm. and and feeling safe. That's good. Mm -hmm. And I... Throughout this whole show, I, I remember just like pausing the audio playback and going, that's my mom. Mm-hmm. That's my mom. I can't believe I know her. <laughs> I was so proud after each thing she said um, about wh- how who you are comes through, In not just in the channeling itself. That's that's a whole different kind of job, a whole different way of being, mm-hmm. Um but in the in-between moments when you connect with her.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's been through an incredible experience. Helen
0: hell and back, which yeah.
1: we're about to learn. Yeah.
0: Okay, so we're actually going to walk backwards in this next clip, and it is where she is going to explain everything that led her up to wanting, um, wondering about, and being open to a medical intuitive. So we'll uh, we'll let her explain her journey
2: so um, what brought me to see a medical intuitive was definitely the ongoing health challenges that i had been experiencing over the past three years but more importantly the new diagnoses that i had received over the past year that had become that had gone from we're not sure exactly what's going on her health is deteriorating to oh my gosh she is in trouble So I was diagnosed with um, a bowel condition called ulcerative colitis, and I was diagnosed at a very severe stage. Um, So I was in a lot of pain. I had failed every medication that the doctors had prescribed to me because I had ongoing other health issues. Um, I was diagnosed with a condition called mast cell activation disease. And what that is, is basically... um, your, body's hist- your body produces too much histamine and your body just begins to attack itself. So I was experiencing angioedema, which is swelling of the lips, swelling of the face, swelling of the hands and feet and, and some other parts of the body that aren't terribly comfortable to be swollen. And it was just happening um, when I would take medication. It just started happening completely on its own. And so when they were trying to treat me, with medication, I was failing it because I was producing severe allergic reactions to absolutely everything. My hair began to fall out. um, And just every condition that I had had over the past several years started to inflame along with the ulcerative colitis. And um, in November of 2020, I was diagnosed with a condition called chronic pancreatitis, which is a very deadly, very severe condition. And every time you have an attack of this condition, you run a serious risk of death. And with chronic pancreatitis, I was unable to eat or drink um, for several days. And the doctors didn't know what was causing that condition. It was just a massive blow up of everything that could have possibly been going wrong with me just began to go wrong. And I had tried every alternative practitioner, every alternative medicine, Western medicine, anything that I could with some help here and there. But I knew that I was missing a key piece and I couldn't for the life of me figure out what else I needed to do. I felt like I was slipping through the medical system And I felt like I was starting to, to put it frankly, I felt like I was starting to die. Um, My organs stopped working um, effectively in December and being on the broth diet for so long, I was only consuming uh, between 70 and 200 calories a day. I had lost 60 pounds within six weeks and it was uh, very frightening. The liver started um, to... Uh, I started to have higher liver enzymes, just a lot of um, medical issues that we were not able to control. And I just kept thinking to myself, there has to be a different way to go about this. And I don't know what to do. And I really need a medical intuitive to help me sort this mess out and help me figure out what my next step is. And that's sort of where you you came in. You came in at a at a very integral point in the medical journey because I was just presented with this heavy duty infusion. And I, if you don't know what an infusion is, it's um, it's a it's it's a treatment that goes through the vein, and it's a it's a heavy duty uh, biologic, which is um, changes your immune system, it changes your immunity, and it's uh, biologics are often given to cancer patients as well. So there's some chemotherapy and there's some um, for rheumatoid arthritis, but for ulcerative colitis, and mine was very bad. And so was the pancreatitis was very bad, spiraling out of control. The doctors told me that if I don't try this, I'm going to die. And I was concerned that if I do try this medication, that I would die. And I didn't know what to do keeping in mind that I had been failing every medication and having severe reactions to mild things that were put in normal IVs. I was deathly afraid to try this, this medication, this heavy duty medication that I was sure was going to cause permanent damage, if not death. But I knew that I needed to try something. And I also knew that I needed some sort of guidance or help, um, in helping me navigate that world and that's where you came in. And if if I could just continue when I when I called you, I was fragile and vulnerable and and scared and immobile. Like I I don't even know how to describe where I was February 5th or February 3rd, whenever it was and we when we had initially chatted. And you were immediately comforting. You didn't tell me that you needed any information from me whatsoever in order to be able to hone in on your gift. And you immediately started seeing things. You you picked up on the fact that my issues that you were feeling were very digestive in nature. And you said, I'm not seeing you able to eat. I'm not seeing you able to consume a lot of food. And as soon as you had said that, I knew at that point that you were the right decision, that any other decision that I had made up until this point didn't matter as much as the decision to see you, to talk to you, because you were going to help me. You were going to be the, the the piece that was missing in this medical journey for me. And you were.
0: So mom, I'm just going to make a really short um, kind of interjection here at this point, because uh, I, I don't want to take too much away from what people are hearing. This next clip is your reaction to her story. Oh, okay. And I cannot express to you how much I love you and how much pride I felt in this moment listening to this clip.
2: Here it is. I'm stunned. It's... I know. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, but and, and it's I so have interesting to me. To me. <laughs> you, have, you don't know any of this history and I'm, I'm excited to share it with you. I have goosebumps
1: everywhere. I'm, I don't even know how to describe this. I'm, I feel tearful. I feel like I wanna cry for what you've been through. Thank you. So
0: this next clip is uh, unique. Uh, and, I, and I want to introduce it that way because I don't want listeners to think that this happens every single time in a session or leading up to it, but you did a consult for her. You um, let her know what she could expect roughly, because I don't think anyone truly can know in a consult what's going to come through in a session, uh, but you did a consult with her and you um, this is where you made her feel safe and ready and made her feel like you are the right
1: next step for her medical journey. I firmly believe that it is critically important when we're doing medical intuitive and somebody says that right in the making the appointment or calling to ask what we do or putting it on the Webflow form on the internet where it's that they can make their comments and they say medical intuitive. I think it's really important that if the person has hesitation or concern that you and I Um, are really present to listen and and to answer those questions when we're setting up the appointment.
0: Oh, yeah. We Uh, slow things right down mm -hmm. so that people feel unrushed, that they feel heard, and that they feel like they can take the time to make a good decision for themselves, even if ultimately we're not it. Exactly. You said that beautifully. Thank you. Okay, so let's play this clip about the consult.
2: So during our consultation, um, you were explaining to me the process and what would likely happen in session. And it was interesting to me because what you had picked up on or what, what you had decided to use as a, a for instance happened to be exactly what I was going through. So what you had said to me is, you would get symptoms the night before. That's typically how how the medical intuitive part works for you. And that sometimes you would get symptoms of, let's say, um, uh, and you said, let's say uh, the pancreas or the liver or digestion. And I, I started laughing because those were the three main issues that I was coming to talk to you about. And I laughed and I had said to you, I hope you don't feel like I'm laughing at what you're saying. It's not what you're saying. It, it, it's it's more the absurdity of how quickly you honed in on the three issues that I'm needing help with. And you said to me um, something along the lines of, well, that's not by accident. And it it was just so quick and so, so perfectly timed for me to just feel really, really comfortable with the process. Because even in the 20-minute consultation, you were already picking up on my energy. And so I I had this overwhelming feeling that this session was going to be wildly successful for us.
0: My favorite part was when she said, "I knew it was going to be wildly successful."
2: <laughs> I remember listening to that and thinking,
0: "Of course. Of course." And I mean, I have the privilege of knowing and feeling that because I know who you are and what you're capable of. Um, but it was really fun to hear someone discuss their, their own inner knowing of you, mm. uh, given just a consult. Mm. Okay. I know we've heard so much from Dee already, and um, oddly enough, we're just going to get started on the first session in this next clip. So this is where she's going to go through um, the information and massive affirmations of what happened in her first session
2: okay so during the first session we went through the uh policies and procedures I guess of um what to expect you were explaining to me what you do and um very quickly after we had gone through that very quickly you really picked up on the digestive issues and and you were very empathetic and sympathetic toward me. It was almost like you were experiencing the feelings, which was making me feel very emotional, but emotional in the sense of uh, like I could let go. Like I could feel relief because someone was, I I knew what you were saying was true. I knew that you were connecting to me. You were getting images of me um, really suffering from a type of immobility, but you you knew that I wasn't completely immobile, that I wasn't wheelchair bound at this point. I And at the point when you and I were talking, I was uh, in a walker. I couldn't walk or move anywhere without assistance. Um, you picked up on the fact that my entire being was fatigued and exhausted. You used the word exhausted and you said it wasn't a great enough word to describe the feeling that you were having. And you which was exactly where I was. You you then went on to say immediately that the spirit guides were explaining to you that there was a misdiagnosis. That right there was so important for me to hear because I had been at the time diagnosed with chronic pancreatitis. And as I've described, the chronic pancreatitis means that this is a lifelong condition that will continue to recur for the lifetime if it doesn't kill me beforehand that never made sense to me they could never find a cause for the pancreatitis so it 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 never made sense to me that they could label me as this is chronic you'll have it for for life if they couldn't find the cause for it so when you had said i don't know what this means and hopefully this makes sense to you but it's very important that you know that there is a misdiagnosis I said, that makes complete sense to me. I had mentioned to you, I'm gonna have questions for you about that specific subject matter after the fact, and you welcomed that, you checked in with me to make sure that uh, you were meeting my needs as we were going through the session. And from the misdiagnosis, we moved right along to um, some really interesting emotional background causes. Um, you, without knowing, picked up on the fact that my, uh, my father and I had a rocky relationship. He came from a different country, which you didn't know, and where he is from, there was a lot of uh, physical discipline, physical abuse, and he moved to Canada and carried out some of those traditions and those, uh, those patterns of abuse carried on in in my childhood home. So you picked up on that immediately. And you explained that my body was was carrying the weight of a lot of this, that a lot of what was happening to me was happening um, in tandem with what happened in my childhood. So that was very interesting to me. You posed a question to me that didn't make sense to me at the time, but it has since made a world of sense. You asked me if I was a people pleaser and I said I don't believe I am I believe that is in my past you explained to me the different types of people pleasing um and it's interesting because um what you don't know about me is that when I am healthy I am actually a crisis uh family therapist so I am so I work within the within this field in this community of of, of people who are struggling and I didn't see in myself what you saw in 30 seconds. And in fact, I resisted what you had said. You gave me a list of books. You gave me a list of of things to investigate. And I knew that I was going to do anything and everything that you told me to do because there was this implicit trust with you that was established right off the bat, even in the consultation. So as we moved through the area of of people-pleasing again, even though I was resisting it, I was welcoming the, the homework. You picked up on the, my, I guess my father's, uh, uh, parents, they had, they have passed, they were coming through. They wanted to, to send a message, um, which was so important for me because I didn't know them very well. And, uh, you told me that they were both coming forward to acknowledge their, they, they were coming forward to acknowledge my pain and they felt a sense of responsibility to acknowledge that the reason why my dad is the way he is, was because of them. And they wanted to take some of that ownership. They wanted to acknowledge that and they wanted to apologize to me. And I had no idea how much that was going to matter to me. Um, until days later when I started to do the repair work. um, I realized that I needed to do repair work, emotional repair work after speaking with you, that it wasn't just about my physical health, but it was uh, about softening and repairing the, the mental health, the emotional health, that it was all sort of a part of a much larger picture that I hadn't considered until talking to you. And as you and I moved through the session, I was really understanding, I mean, the one of the most interesting things that happened during session was, I had forgotten that you didn't know me and that you didn't know my entire history. And the questions that I started asking you were as though you had um, been a part of this medical journey with me for the past 10 years. And I was forgetting to be amazed throughout the middle of it, which I think is a real testament to the, the strength of your gift. Really?
1: I don't even know how to thank you. I just don't. This means so much.
2: Thank you. I don't understand why you're thanking me. (laughs) You thanked her.
0: You thanked her and she was stunned and I'm not, but it was so beautiful for me to witness this, where someone would be so stunned by your compassion and and your humanness. There was such a beautiful exchange between the two of you throughout this interview that you were doing with her. And I, I, I hope I'm saying this properly. I'm equally happy for both of you. Mom, like just phenomenal. This blows my mind yet doesn't surprise me. I I just bounce back and forth between these joyful emotions listening to this. Um, And one of the the most fun parts for me to be reminded of uh, that she talked about was that she forgot partway through the session that you didn't know her. (laughs) <laughs> um, where, and then she she really did such an eloquent job of saying what a testament that was to your gifts. Mm. I, I just think Didi Dee Dee could not have done a better job for you uh, and same about you for her.
1: And same for the guides for me. And the guides <laughs> for Dee, because- The without, whole team was there. Yeah, without all of her guides and all of my guides, I've got nothing.
0: Oh, mom, that's my line from childhood. I'm just a person.
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> without so the guides, I'm just a person. <laughs> that's true. You said that from the time you were like two years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so we're going to jump right back into another clip from Dee, And this is part two of the first session. So
2: this is a continuation. So toward the end of the session, when we were sort of finalizing everything, um, a few other things had, had come up that were very important to me. The first thing was, um, to hire some different practitioners, some new practitioners to come and be a part of the health And, um, and like I had said, you did not know any of the diagnoses. You didn't want to, to know those things. And I didn't need to tell you those things. So you didn't know that there was a diagnosis of ulcerative colitis. You didn't know that there was a diagnosis of chronic pancreatitis and you didn't know that I had been literally starving myself for close to 80 days and that I was going through just sort of being lost in the medical system. You had said to me that it was imperative that I connect with someone who. Whose job is focused around food? Um, so you you had listed off a couple of things, which I don't remember, but the dietitian was one of them. And I thought to myself, that is a good idea, getting in touch with a dietitian, because I was becoming very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dysregulated with um, food. I was becoming phobic and fearful because anytime I would eat anything, it would cause a lot of pain, and the doctors weren't. Concerned about that, they were just ordering more and more tests to try to figure out what was going on. Um, I was getting lost in a system that was in that was swallowing me. And you suggested a dietitian, and you had suggested someone whose job revolved around food and uh, around some of the issues that I'm that I'm experiencing. So to me, that meant try to find a gastro dietitian someone who knows what ulcerative colitis is, knows and works with pancreatitis and someone who can figure out what's, what's going on. The next uh, practitioner that you had asked me to, um, to have coming into the mix was a um, pelvic floor specialist and that that would help with some of the other, some of the other issues. Now, the other issues that you didn't know was that I was no longer urinating on my own Um, so I, my, it, I don't know how graphic I'm allowed to be, but it was crystallized. It was, um, I, my body was just not producing it and it was painful and, and I couldn't figure out any of these things. Couldn't figure out how that, why that was happening. The next person was, um, you wanted me to check, uh, check in about hormones or check, talk to someone about hormones. So I wrote all of these things out. I wrote out hormone specialist, I wrote pelvic floor therapist, and I wrote dietitian. And the the following questions that I had for you were so important to me because I wanted to know if I was coming out of this because I felt like I was dying and I didn't know if I was, if I was going to make it, I knew that there was a treatment that was on the table that I knew that I needed to try because I was dying. And I had asked you, um, there is a treatment on the table. And I wanted to know if you, what you saw and you saw immediately, you said, is this treatment in the form of an IV? And I said, yes. And you said, the spirit guides are coming through and telling me to tell you, we answered this already. And it's true. They did because my aunt who connects with them said the same thing. She told me, yes, you can go ahead and try this. This, this will be, this will be good. You told me there were precautions to take, but that this would be a a successful treatment. That information was so valuable to me more than you can really understand because for the past month up until that point, every time I would fall asleep, I would wonder if I was going to wake up. So to hear you say there is a treatment and it does seem like this will be successful helped me move past and through all of that fear to get to this tiny, tiny glimmer of hope. And sometimes all you need in the world to silence all of that fear is that hope. And that's what you gave me. I was able to ask you at that point um, really confidently, if you saw me healing from all of these issues, and you took a moment, you went through my entire body. You went through. Um, it looked like you were sort of going through history and then and then landing in the future. And you said, "Total body healing will happen, and it it will take a while. It could take between two and three years." But you told me that my symptoms will get much better and you told me that they'd actually get much better quickly once I started putting these uh putting these plans into action and then you told me that I could be back working in some capacity by the summer so the day that I spoke to you I was in a walker and could barely move I couldn't shower on my own and my hair was falling out and I was very very sick um the next day I had blood work done and it looked really bad. They were so scared for me. They got me into this program uh, to, to start the infusion. They, they fast tracked me because it, I was, it was so bad. My organs were shutting down and fast. And I was less worried because I had talked to you and you didn't know any of this. You just said, yes, this is, this is going to be successful. I started the infusion on February 5th and even though I was still very nervous, I felt confident that I was going to make it through the night and that I was going to be okay. And within a few days, um, I did have some mild side effects. I did not have the swelling of the face and swelling of the hands that I always get. And within a few days, things started to settle. My skin color went from yellow and pale to starting to come back into like a healthier a healthier color. It took a while, but it was starting to starting to change. I got a hold of the dietitian, and she told me immediately um, once she looked at all my blood work. She said, "We need to fix this right away." Um, she knew exactly what type of nutrients that I was lacking, what I needed. Um, she put me on a uh, A diet of uh, smoothing with berries and like hardcore protein supplements she said that my body was eating itself and that my body had begun to digest itself which was why I was in just this crippling pain and uh, within two weeks of starting that with her I was able to use the walker less I started using the cane I started going to the pelvic floor therapist Um, So, so the pelvic floor therapist that you had suggested started to lift uh, things in and and explaining to me how I need, what I need to do to, to, to make that pelvic floor really solid and really able to withstand all of this. And um, I'm actually going to be seeing her, not just that consultation. I'm going to be in office seeing her this Thursday for my first treatment in well over two years Oh, the, uh, the, um, the hormone specialist, she was able to find out that I am estrogen dominant, which was causing this. I have endometriosis as well. It was causing the endometriosis to become very severe, very out of control. She gave me a list of supplements as well as medications to start taking immediately. And I stopped bleeding. Um, I'm good. Sorry. This is going to be graphic. You choose what you want. Uh, But I I was, I was bleeding out of my urethra from, yeah, it it was just, it was, it was painful. I couldn't, I couldn't stop it. And it's because there were um, endometrial lesions near the, near the bladder and they'd really taken over. And I, and I didn't qualify for surgery because it wasn't considered an emergency. And I had just all of these things going terribly wrong all at the same time. I had endometriosis that was flaring completely out of control. And, and what I couldn't stop myself from bleeding and the hormone specialist said, yeah, we need to take care of this. We need this. This is an imbalance in your hormones. You need to take out all the soy in your diet. I had no idea. Like I was, cause I would drink soy milk or, you know, and uh, and so we took that out. She gave me a list of supplements, and again, within a month, it stopped. I'm urinating on my own. I'm a, I'm, I'm no longer in the walker, and um, the infusions have worked. They are. I've stopped bleeding. I've stopped ulcerating. Um, it's 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 really incredible. I am definitely physically doing much better because of this intervention Uh, and that's sort of what I'm referring to it as not necessarily that that you came and intervened but but you know I needed what you had provided me with I needed someone to come in and say no this this isn't working you're falling through the system you need this 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 and this and that's what you did and I got on it right away and as soon as I did that things started to change and that was the first session
0: I don't know if it's appropriate for me to just continue saying incredible after each clip. Um, I'm trying to find a new word, but I just like, I'm, I'm in awe. Okay. So just quickly um, here, the next one that we're going to go into is a really big affirmation of what the gifts did overall for Didi.
2: Everything that you had told me was necessary in order for me to move through this, this part, I did. And, uh, and, and, it really was a shock at how quickly my body responded, because it, it wasn't just responding to the, that I was getting better nutrition, and that I was learning how to have my pelvic floor hold me up a little bit better. It was also that I was learning how to emotionally release some of the things that I had no idea I was carrying. So it's like I had said earlier, it's not just a process of learning the medical side of things in your own physical body or learning the holistic side and how that relates to your physical body. But it is also a matter of learning, understanding and accepting the emotional challenge and how that, how your body soaks that in and wears it and how you need to release that. So it's a process of everything. And I, I said to my mom last night, I feel like I'm on this journey of, of nurturing my soul. And that is what's helping me get through all of this.
0: I hope listeners are enjoying this as much as we are uh, listening to the uh, the eloquence of Didi. Mm-hmm. Just a phenomenal speaker, um, who who just worked so hard to articulate every little piece of this session and the effect now we're going to go into another clip and she's going to talk about one month post first session and she's going to continue right on into your second session together here we go
2: after about a month um since our first session i was doing so much better that i had i i had so many follow-up questions i guess i had so many things that i wanted to really hone in on now that I was not worried about dying and which brings me to our second session and uh, our second session was I think Ma- March 5th and um, I had connected with you and you had told me immediately uh, wh- when we had connected you'd said to me like oh I'm so happy to hear from you I don't remember anything about your first session and I just I got such a chuckle out of that so um, because I, regardless of whether you um, remember the actual session, I still felt such a connection to you that made it feel very comfortable. So I knew that for my second session, it wasn't about, am I going to live or die? How do I get this under control? It was, what do the next steps look like? Uh, I'm still having some pretty severe symptoms that we can't figure out. But the major things that were causing me those feelings of, am I going to die? Am I going to die? That was starting to turn around. So I knew that I had this opportunity that I could really get in there with you and really kind of like get laser focused on some of the other things that were still a, a bit of a question mark. And just again, interestingly enough, it was immediately, um, through the first session after we went through the, the protocol, the policies, um, you had said to me, you, you didn't pick up on the digestion, which was good. That, that, that was signaling to me that those things were, were definitely on the mend, that they were getting a little bit better. So I'm going to tell you what I've been experiencing that is the lingering symptoms that don't leave. So I have this pain, that um, seemed to be associated originally with the the chronic pancreatitis that would come in very heavily into the ribs, just sort of take over that upper abdomen area. Lose my breath, just the most pain I've ever felt in my life, and and it just felt like it was in the bones and in the ribs. And I do have a condition that's called costochondritis which is a very painful inflammatory condition of the breastbone and the sternum. And for some patients it can be so severe that it wraps around your back. And I've been having that, um, alongside with all of these other medical issues for the past 10 years. So I didn't know if, if, if this condition was flaring and becoming increasingly more difficult as some of the other things were quieting. Um, but I knew that whatever this was, like, it was causing me panic. Um, I wasn't able to, to, to breathe. Just as, as a side note, as wonderful as things are physically, and and even though the journey through the emotional um, world has been challenging, there are some other things that have been going on at the same time since starting to physically do a little bit better. Um, so I started having some pretty severe what I would classify as chaos nightmares where um, I dream that I have fallen down and blood is spilling everywhere, or there's some sort of an accident or something just major is happening. And these nightmares were continuing and they were going on and on and on. And eventually what's happened over the past month as well is as the, as the physical side is sort of kind of coming down, the mental side, the anxiety is sort of turned into something else. Um, and uh, it, it, that part has started to overtake a little bit. Um, it's left me with a lot of triggers. It's left me with, when I hear a siren, I get confused. Am I in the hospital? Am I, or not in the hospital, but am I, am I in an ambulance? Cause it was every other day being rushed to the hospital by ambulance for months. And not knowing if I was going to come home and see my my husband, not knowing if I was going to see my, my foster daughter. And it just, it was all very alarming. So all of that alarm was still um, increasing as the physical symptoms were decreasing, which psychologically was making sense to me if I were looking at it from a therapeutic standpoint. But I am also experiencing it as a human being who's terrified and suffering under the weight of all of this and so these were issues that I was really hoping to to tackle with you to see what should I do is there is there an avenue I need to take here and keeping in mind you didn't know anything of my history you didn't know that I was a a family crisis therapist you didn't know that I was experiencing any of these things, nor did you even know any of the diagnoses that I'd had through first session or second session. So, so to me, I was wondering how are we going to navigate this, but you're just so amazing that it, you, you went, you, you honed right in the, with the first, with the first symptom when I was asking you to go through the, I asked you if you would mind going through the body and so you you went into the liver. Uh, no, I can't remember where you went first, but I'll just say it how I remember. When you had gone into the liver, I was nervous because the liver still hadn't come down. And you said, oh, don't worry about that. that that's on its way down. It, it, it'll come down. Everything's sort of um, getting a little bit better there. Uh, you had said um, the hormones, like everything was being processed through the liver and that the hormones were we're making the liver work really hard. So I thought, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So once the hormone imbalances start to really come down, that's going to come down too. So I I felt comfortable with that. Um, I asked you to go into the digestion, which had gone from, and you wouldn't know this, which had gone from um, ulcerations in the colon and urgency and frequency that was up to 60 times a day had sort of reversed. And I was um, not able to go at at my will, because my whole rhythm inside my body had sort of stopped working, it had become sluggish that it wasn't able to, to move on its own. And you said to me, you're backed up. You're constipated, which <laughs> which was shocking to me and 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 you had sort of aligned that with the mental side of things and what was happening to me emotionally and mentally, that things were starting to clog in my brain as well, which was 100% true. And you told me that um, going and seeing someone, which I do, I, I see my own therapist, but that nine year relationship had also just ended during the, during the month that, um, I was in treatment. And so I was without a therapist of my own. And you had told me that there was absolutely no shame in seeking out uh, someone with a specialty that can help me. And with the, the, with the mental health side of things, you also went through my pancreas, And again, not knowing that I had been labeled as chronic pancreatitis Um, and you went through the pancreas and you said, I do see inflammation there, but it's old, it's old inflammation. It is not new. It is, it, it is not active. This is healing. It's going to take a long time, which is why I'm still needing the pancreatitis diet. And I'll probably be on the diet for a very long time, but it was as though I had breathed air for the first time when I heard you say that. When I heard you say this inflammation is old, that made me feel like I can get through the next two years or however long it is having to deal with the, the pancreatitis diet and the pancreatitis because I don't believe that it's lifelong. You weren't picking up that it's lifelong and the dietitian who is very versed in these things, also does not believe that my particular situation is chronic. She, she said to me, I don't want to go against any of your doctors, but this, in my experience, what you are going through is a very severe case of acute pancreatitis. And acute pancreatitis is um, short-term um, inflammation inside the, inside the pancreas But the episodes can last for months without it being coined chronic. So we're all believing now that aside from the doctors that don't seem to be as involved, we are believing now that this is a case of acute pancreatitis that has been more lengthy and that the recovery from it is going to be longer. And that is when the misdiagnosis became more and more true to me when I heard from a healthcare professional that she did not believe that the, that the term that they used to describe what I was going through was correct. I mean, that sounds like a misdiagnosis to me as we were moving through the body. um, And like I had said, I was suffering from a condition called uh, uh, costochondritis and didn't know if that was flaring. You said, I have it written down here um, that you believe that I was experiencing a lot of muscle pain, um, inside the, the abdomen, the upper abdomen, um, that it had a lot to do with the cranial sacral and that you were really connecting with the idea that this was multifaceted, that this was, um, bone, like bone inflammation, which have costochondritis. So that makes sense that it was muscular from what the pancreas had gone through and that it was also, um, trapped emotion, trapped emotion. And you nailed where it was located inside the solar plexus. And you said to me that, um, to add more to the healthcare and, uh, practitioners. And so you had said that a really good massage therapist who isn't afraid to get in and work within that section. And then you had said also, that you were seeing the connection to an osteopath that could work with the myofascia and start moving things around. um, Because there you were seeing that there was a lot of damage in there from previous um, medical conditions that really needed to be uh, addressed, so that the pain could be lifted. And I had told you that I had a friend, my, my best friend in the world is an RMT. She's a massage therapist and her husband is an osteopath. And so you thought that was just the most wonderful thing. You were very excited. And you, you had said, see if they can work with you, work on you and see if they can work on you together and form a plan. And I had my first uh, appointment with them yesterday and Yes, I we started with massage therapy. Yes, and it was it was remarkably successful. I had gone in with a lot of pain, pain that was so severe that I was concerned that it was the pancreas and that it was that I was going to need to go to the hospital. But once she started working on me and and also if this makes any sense, there was an energy exchange that was happening between her and and me that felt really good. You had alluded to that that there would be a, that would be possible that, um, to make sure that I'm talking when she's working on me. Um, so that we're sort of exchanging this flow that, that felt really good. And I felt that Karen, I felt it with her in a way that I've never felt like I, my friend and I don't work that way together. We, we work as, as in a friendship and it was a totally new experience. And I felt really good about about that marriage of friendship and 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 healing so you really and i know it sounds so silly to be so focused for me to be so focused on the area where that pain is considering what i had just recently gone through but let me tell you my brain is associating pain with with horror and terror so to have that pain just start to come down just a little bit that is really helping things and and i remember asking you um, how long you felt it would take before i would start seeing some relief with within this situation and you said that you felt that it was almost immediate which it was and so now i am convinced that not only am i going to be in less pain over the next few months but I am convinced now nothing is going to stop me from fully healing from all of these conditions. Nothing. I'm really feeling so confident that I have within my own body, within my own self, the ability to now set much better boundaries with people. I have the ability within myself to, to make necessary decisions and changes for my health that require me to have everything together in order to make these decisions. And I feel that I am on that, on, on that road. I don't feel as lost. And I would never, when I look at everything that's happened in this past month, over the course of the past, compared to the course of the past year. And there's one person that is different in my life. And that's you. You have, you have significantly changed my life in a, very short amount of time and not just changed my life, but you've given it back to me and made me feel like that's possible. I, I, I am seeing a crisis therapist myself, like a chronic illness crisis therapist who is helping me understand what's happening to me. And she diagnosed me with a very unusual, but very serious mental health condition called medically induced PTSD where the the triggers of the the PTSD are coming from within the body, which makes it very complicated in dealing with and handling. But she was absolutely the right choice. And you steered me toward her. And I finally feel like I have all of my ducks in a row. And even though it's still challenging, and it's still hard, there's a road for me to travel on now, because because of this. So I am just I feel completely indebted to you. And this is why when you had asked me if I would speak or or interview with you, I jumped at it. I didn't even need to think. I don't ever do this, but I didn't even need to think because the change in me in a month is so vast. I just felt like it was important for you to know that and and possibly others that could be going through something similar and not feeling like there's a way out. There is a way out. There's a way out.
0: Could you have asked for a more profound ending to her sound clips? No kidding. I, I just like I wish we were on camera. Even though I'm so thrilled to protect her identity, mm-hmm. I wish people could see our jaws on the floor.
1: Um, mine was on the floor the whole time she talked. Oh, I know. I I saw the tape. Yeah, like I, I think if people don't understand channeling it's hard to say or try to describe to somebody that we're shocked because we're the ones channeling. Mm-hmm. And they think that I would remember all of this stuff. So when she's telling me, I would just sit there and nod. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Didi actually asked you in that interview that you did with her post two sessions, she goes, Karen, do you think you're going to remember me now? If I call back? <laughs> and, and, and you went, No. <laughs> And and like you said like that is channeling. It's we're yeah. not holding on to anything. It's an absolute vessel and and in the most sensitive and kind way possible. Your information means absolutely nothing to us post session because there isn't a memory. Unless you have given us notes or or said, you know, permission for a podcast and we've written it down like immediately after, it's
1: gone. I don't and I don't want anything. No. I, like I I know both of us we don't want to know anything about the person, especially with medical intuitive, so that the synesthesia is going to be a hundred percent accurate. And that every twinge and, and little thing that goes on within the body, um, is something that's going to be accurate and is going to be pertinent to her. Mm-hmm. And that we have to then know our own aches and pains very, very specifically. Because I have to know if my own glute muscle is tight, versus if we're sitting there with a client and it's theirs. We have to know if ours is is tight and it pinches, but hers is tight and it spasms. So, it's so important to know who we are, mm-hmm. and it is so important then to connect on such deep levels to another person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then also to connect to the spirit world through all of the gifts that they allow us to use.
0: And to disconnect right after so that we have the energy and the mindfulness to continue just being ourselves. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just want to say before we wrap things up, because I know this was a longer show today, congratulations.
1: Mm, thank you. Yes. And, and like I turn around and then I say congratulations and thanks To the spirit world.
0: Well, everyone at this point uh, on episode 303 knows that you walked into the kitchen and did your happy dance afterwards. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the gratitude just keeps
1: flowing so that people can continue to be taken care of. Yes, on a day to day basis. So it's super important that I dance every day. I love you. I love you too.
0: If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at No matter where you've tuned in from, thank you for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe and join us next Saturday for a brand new show.
1: Where are you calling from? Like, my clients are all over the world. Do you mind if I ask where you are? Ontario. Oh, you're in Canada. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just, people are from all over the world, so I just, I never, I never know where where
2: you are. <laughs> oh, I fully intend when lockdown is ended, <laughs> and when I'm a little healthier, I, I completely intend on driving my little butt to you oh. and giving you a hug.